in today's show. I'm doing my NBA awards for the season through the end of December. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and at Yahoo Sports Australia. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. It's time to do the NBA awards. I did that at the end of November. I'm going to do it again at the end of December. This is not just for December. This is for the whole season, so October, November, December. Uh, We're going to go through MVP and Defensive Player of the Year and Rookie of the Year and All-NBA and give out some All-Star teams as well. So, what do you reckon? Let's get it on, Gilly. (laughs) (laughs) Haha, indeed. NBA MVP through December. I'm uh, keeping it the same. Steph Curry was my number one player last time. I am keeping him at number one this time. I just think he's been so important to what Golden State has done. He has been durable. He's only missed a couple of games this season. Um, He's just been great. Like He's averaging, what, 27 points per game. He's hitting over five threes. He's not even doing it at his best efficiency of his career, but this is a team that looks so good. They move the ball. He is everything in that team. He is the system. Draymond's a big part of it, of course. But I just think with how well he's playing... Um, and how well the team is performing. You put those two things together, and he's the MVP. I think the gap has narrowed a little bit from where it was at the end of November, but I do still have Nikola Jokic as uh, number two. Of course, Big Chungus. Jokic has missed some time this season, of course, but he is averaging 26, 14, and 7. He is shooting 56% from the field. He's hitting one and a half threes. His impact metrics are off the charts. He leads the league in EPM by a country mile. He's at 9.4. The next closest to that is 8.1. He is way ahead of everybody. He is wa- the, the, the numbers on Raptor are equally as fantastic. 15.2 is his Raptor. 8.2 is the next highest player. It's just a now. I don't know how real all of this is, especially his defensive metrics, but I don't care. His defense has actually been good. This season, I don't know if it's been league best type of level, which some of the numbers would suggest, but he has been remarkable. So he is number two, narrowly um, ahead of Giannis, and then Kevin Durant behind him at number four would be my order there for the MVP. But I'm going Curry at one again, and I'm going Jokic at two. This show might be a little bit boring because a lot of the stuff's staying the same, including the rookie of the year through the end of December. I still have Evan Mobley at number one. Evan Mobley missed some time, had COVID, had an elbow injury. Yes, that is all true. But the fact that he's come in as a rookie and been able to be as impactful as he has defensively and really be the only major change on this Cavs team who's now actually good. Yes, Darius Garland's had big steps forward. Kevin Love looks better. They don't have Colin Sexton. And Ricky Rubio is a big part of it as well. I just think Mobley has been so, so impressive this season. And yet to me, that puts him 
in the spot where I've got him at number one on the rookie of the year list. Again, has the gap closed somewhat? I don't know about that. His EPM is a plus 2.5, which is a really encouraging number. Um, very, very high number. He isn't the best in terms of Raptor. That's actually the bloke that I have in second spot in rookie of the year, and that's Scotland Barnes. He's the leading rookie for Raptor. He remains as my number two player. Um, again, he's missed some time with with COVID as well. He had a hand or thumb injury at 1.2. Um, we're seeing him settle into his role on this squad. Um, yeah, that, that'll lower his usage, but his ability to improve his offense has been great. His organizational defense has been good, not to the level of Mobley. He's not the level of defender that Mobley is, I don't think. But Scotland Barnes comes in at number two. And then I would have had Cade Cunningham at number three last time. I don't anymore. I've got Wagner ahead of him, Franzi Wagner. He's been great. He's taking on larger scoring loads. The ball's in his hands more. Um, his Raptor's really good as well, higher than Mobley's, in fact, plus 1.3. That's a really strong number. It's not really translating to wins for this team, but his EPM's really strong as well. Um, they obviously continue to suck, but he's been amazingly good, Franz Wagner. So, yeah, even though I don't have, I've only got top two listed there, he is at number three on my list for uh, Rookie of the Year. There is a change, though, in my Defensive Player of the Year. Last time out, I had uh, Rudy Gobert at number one, and I had Alex Caruso at number two. Now, Caruso's missed a lot of time here, so I have dropped him out of the top two, but I've put Draymond Green up to number one. Just the importance of what Draymond does, what he, what happens to this team when he's not there, um, his ability to do... And, and it, it is really close between him and Gobert, and I could go back and forward on them, but again, I, I just think that Draymond's... Um, contributions this season to the Warriors have been immense, defensively especially. And that is putting him you know, really, really at the top here. It is a it is a really, really small margin to have him that high. Um, well, to have him at number one. It is very close between Gobert and Draymond to me. And if I went back and did this in a couple of days' time, and I may actually even like fluctuate now, I might actually put Gobert there. That's how close it is. I think Gobert is a huge game changer defensively, obviously, and teams have to worry about him there all the time. The fallacy of him getting played off the floor in the playoffs, even if it was true, doesn't matter for Defensive Player of the Year because this is a regular season award. It also doesn't happen in the playoffs. Um, Rudy Gobert is fantastic at what he does. He is an absolute defensive force and one of the best defensive players we've almost literally ever seen. Draymond's up there in that, that mix as well. But I'm going with Draymond marginally over Rudy Gobert. Um, for that award, Defensive Player of the Year. What was that sound? Well, that sound was the sound of another sale going through on Shopify. Shopify is the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your business. Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstarts, startups, and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibility. Reach customers online, across social networks, with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more, and gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA, that's all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA right now, that's shopify.com slash LockedOnNBA. Let's go to the sixth man of the year. 
Not really changing anything here. Tyler Hero, again, has dropped off a little bit since the start of the season, but I am keeping him at number one with Jalen Brunson at number two. Now, Brunson has started the same amount of games as he has come off the bench at the time of me recording this. As, long, as soon as you play more games as a starter than as a bench player, you are not eligible for sixth man of the year. But at the moment... He is eligible for sixth man of the year, so therefore he is second in sixth man of the year um, numbers. Back to Hero. Hero is playing 33 minutes a night off the bench and averaging over 20 points, hitting 85% from the line, almost three threes, four assists, you know, handling that second unit ball handling has been really, really impressive. I don't really see much argument for anyone else. And Brunson you know, has played 31 coming off the bench, 16 points, almost six assists, 49% shooting, 78% from the line. I just think they are the clear standouts. I think we've seen Montrez Harrell drop away pretty starkly who would have been in the mix for this um, last time. This is the same list that I had last time. Um, but yeah, I think it remains as it is. I don't really... If, if there's anyone else you think should be in that mix, let me know. Uh, Derek Rose, you think that's dropped off as there a little bit as well. Most improved player. This one, I did change over. I did have Miles Bridges, and Bridges has regressed a little bit. And I am going instead with Ja Morant at number one. Now, last time on my awards, I had um, Bridges at one, Morant at two. I'm going with Morant at one this time. I just think yeah, Bridges has gone from serviceable player to really good player. Morant has gone from very good player to all-star, all-NBA caliber player. And that leap is pretty hard to do. And he has maintained it. He came back from the knee injury. It looks still just as good as he did before. So I'm putting him at number one. I'm actually taking Bridges out of my top two and putting him at number three because I'm going to slot Darius Garland in at number two. Garland, I think, has taken so many steps forward. Sexton goes down, he steps it up again. Other players go out, Allen and, and Mobley go out, and Garland just keeps it rolling. I think that he's been able to take on such a large load this year and do it hyper-efficiently, self-created shots, creating them for others. The fact that he has taken this step forward to be, again, from a player who was bad, very bad as a rookie, solid last year, and now look in the mix for the All-Star game, well, I won't spoil it when we get to the all-star teams later on, um, has been just a huge, huge step forward for me. So I'm going to put Darius Garland at number two on my most improved player list. My all-NBA teams. First team does not change from last time out. Steph Curry, Trey Young, Kevin Durant, Giannis Antetokounmpo, and Nikola Jokic. It's hard for me to see any argument for anyone else there. You could say LeBron James has stepped up, and he has, but is he better than Durant, Giannis, or Jokic? No, I do not think he has been better than any of those three players who I think are three of the top four for MVP. LeBron at number five in MVP, by the way, I think. The second team, some changes there, though. I did have last time Chris Paul and James Harden in the backcourt. I'm going with Harden and Donovan Mitchell this time. I don't know if Chris Paul necessarily did anything wrong. I think he's been pretty good. I just think some of the lack of scoring from him maybe hurts a little bit. The Suns are still obviously really good, and he's a huge part of it. I've just been really impressed with what Mitchell's been able to do, and Harden has stepped his game up significantly in the month of December versus where he was in uh, November. So I think that those two guys get it. My forward spots, um, DeMar DeRozan, he was the same same spot last year. Also, last time he, he remains in that position. I had Jimmy Butler there last time, but I've taken Jimmy out and put LeBron into that position. Butler's just missed too much time, and LeBron is absolutely rolling, especially the last three weeks or so. LeBron, also remember, wasn't playing particularly well at the start of the season, so that's got to be factored in, but he's there. And then my center for the second team is still Rudy Gobert. And then on to the third team. Chris Paul and Ja Morant. Last time it was Donovan Mitchell and Ja Morant. So basically, I've just switched Chris Paul and Donovan Mitchell over 
on the teams. So it's Chris Paul and Ja Morant. But my um, my forwards and centers, last time I did have Carl Anthony Towns as the center. This time it's Joel Embiid. And I had uh, Anthony Davis and Paul George as the forwards last time. This time it's Jimmy Butler moving from the second team to the third team. And it's Draymond Green coming in as the other forward. So let me know. I dropped Paul George down injuries and his shooting was still way off. So I dropped him out. Let me know if there's an Anthony Davis, of course, has been out for a bunch of time. Who do you think should be on these all-NBA teams that I don't currently have on? Let me know what you think there. We'll get to all rookie teams in just a moment, but Bet Online wishes you a happy betting new year as we continue the march to the playoffs in football and the march towards playoffs in other sports. Bet Online is the number one spot for all sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year, so check out their new updated desktop website or use your mobile device to sign up today using the promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome deposit bonus. From basketball to football, the NHL, boxing, UFC, or right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait and take advantage of all of the great offers available for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your favorite sports in 2022. BetOnline is where the game starts. All rookie first team, same as last time. Mobley, Barnes, Wagner, Cunningham, and Giddy. Hard to see an argument there, really. And I'm, I screwed up on the show a few weeks ago, and I said, oh, yeah, Alprin Shingu's a huge chance to be first-team all-rookie. No, these five are clearly the top five, and, yeah, that was a shit call from me to say that. On the second team, I did make some changes. I'm going with Herbalife Jones, Alperen Shingun. Chris Duarte, I am going to throw Jalen Green in there. Struggled early on, but has coming on strong now. And the fact that Jalen Suggs has been out for so long, he loses his spot on my team. Jeremiah Robinson Earl was on my team last time, and I dropped him out to replace him with Ayo Desumnu, who's just been a key, really, really strong defensive piece of a Bulls team that's so, so good. Offensively, he struggles a lot, Desumnu, but his defensive ability slots him in there, and I've just got Jalen Green replacing Jalen Suggs. Just think Green has shown more flashes over the last couple of weeks than Suggs has really shown at any point this season, but that was you know, debatable there. So that's my second team. All rookie, Jones, Shengun, Duarte, Green, and Desumnu. The Eastern Conference All-Stars. All right, the starters. This is not who I think the fans will vote for or who I think will get in. This is who I think deserves it. James Harden and Trey Young, and then the front court of Giannis, Durant, and Embiid. That's pretty hard to argue with. In fact, I think it's the exact same team that I had, or starters I had last time. Let me just check that. Um... No, it isn't. Last time I had Jimmy Butler in as a starter over um, Joel Embiid, but I've got Embiid in there now. My reserves, DeMar DeRozan, Jimmy Butler, Jason Tatum. I'm a bit iffy on Tatum, but I've got him in there. Zach Levine, Fred Van Vliet, LaMelo Ball, and Darius Garland. The one that I would debate changing there is maybe Tatum out for Jarrett Allen, but despite the criticisms of Tatum's game, he has been pretty solid. He's been he's been much better, especially of late. So I've got you know, Van Vliet, Ball, Garland, all his first-time All-Stars getting in there. But I reckon Jarrett Allen is pretty stiff to miss out on that team. Now, last time, I did have Malcolm Brogdon in there. I had John Collins in that team as well. They're both out, replaced by Darius Garland and by Jason Tatum. For my Western Conference All-Stars, my starters. Now, last time, my starters were Curry and Paul. And I'm going with Curry and Mitchell this time. And then I've got LeBron, Gobert, and Jokic. And last time it was Paul George, Gobert, and... Uh, sorry, Paul George. Yeah, Paul George, Gobert, and Jokic. So I've got LeBron replacing Paul George in my starters mix there for the West. On the bench, Towns, 
Green, Paul George, Chris Paul, Devin Booker, Ja Morant, and Luka Doncic, which is basically the same group last time. Except last time I did have um, Anthony Davis in there, and he has come out and been replaced by Draymond Green into my Western Conference All-Stars. Apologies there to DeJounte Murray. He also probably could have been in the mix for most improved player. Um, he just doesn't quite get into this team there. Maybe you could say Luka, but I still think Luka, despite being a little bit underperforming this year, uh, deserves that spot over DeJounte Murray. So there it is, my team, my Western Conference All-Star team. That's it. That's the award show done for uh, December. Let me know. What did you agree with? What did you disagree with? Was there something that I just egregiously missed on? Drop it in the comments below. And if you are following uh, the podcast audio, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on Odyssey, hey, go and subscribe or follow there, as I said, and thumb it up. But also tell me on Twitter your thoughts on the team. Guys, we are, or not the team, on all the awards. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.